0: on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to, like usual. Another weekend without sports overall, BYU sports in particular, but we still have some things we can talk about. Former Cougars getting ready for the NFL draft at the end of next month, how they're performing in their pre-draft workouts, combine experiments, etc. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview the Elite Eight voting in our GOAT BYU quarterback bracket here on the podcast. Eight quarterbacks remain as we try to determine or you determine who the greatest BYU quarterback is in program history and of course we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news we are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network of course the motto is your team every day and of course that in this case that means the BYU Cougars and with that rundown out of the way let's get it going this is Locked On Cougars for March 30th 2020 What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, my day job. And thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. If you're just finding this podcast amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and trying to fill some time, well, hey, welcome on in. We aim to be your one stop shop for all the BYU sports news you can't find anywhere else, as well as insider information you will not find anywhere else as well. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast podcast provider you're listening to us on that way you never miss an episode of this show a lot to get to like usual on a monday edition of the show it does suck that we don't have any sports to watch over the weekend i'm not gonna lie i'll get that right out of the way hope you guys are finding a way to fill the time whether that be watching tiger king on netflix i have yet to watch it but apparently it's all the rage on social media so maybe at some point i'll watch that Uh, My family's been doing a lot of Disney Plus. I have young children who are Disney obsessed. So I watch a lot of Disney Plus and a lot of Disney movies uh, during the days when I'm not working. So like I said, hopefully you guys are all able to pass the time here. It's been rough for at least two weeks now with this whole stay at home, uh, stay at home, stay alive motto. But I completely understand why we're doing what we're doing, trying to flatten that curve, and I commend all of you out there who are doing your part in trying to keep uh, this uh, coronavirus outbreak from getting any worse than it already is. So my tip my cap to all the medical professionals out there who are on the front lines of this literally fighting day in and day out to keep people healthy, keep people alive, and do your part. keep that social distancing trend going. I know that it just seems weird at points, but hey, it's something we've got to do to hopefully eliminate this disease and hopefully we'll have football back in our lives because we need to talk about something on today's podcast involving Kirk Herbstreet. We'll get to here in just a little bit, but let's start off with former Cougars as they prepare for the NFL draft. They're working out with trainers and locally there are two names when it comes to NFL prep that seem to come to mind most most. Naturally, I guess is the easiest way to say it. I didn't mean to stumble there. But they seem to be the two guys that when you think of guys preparing for the NFL draft locally, they're the two trainers that people talk about. And that is Dave shine owner of Stroformance, It's down there in Pleasant Grove. And then also uh, Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker, owns Pendleton Performance. He's doing a lot of work with guys like Austin Lee, a former BYU safety in his own right. Let's start off with Austin Lee, actually. It's a good jumping off point here. Uh, over the weekend, or I guess uh, maybe last week, I don't remember which weekend it was, but Jordan Pendleton had Austin Lee and some of the former uh, college stars in this state down in Las Vegas doing a NFL combine, almost a, a pro day type of a deal where they were doing combine testing and showing their skills on the field. And Austin Lee, this is a pretty impressive showing for him is Jordan Pendleton, Jordan, Jordan Pendleton put this out on social media. Austin Lee jumped 40 inches in the vertical. That's an impressive tally to go 40 inches in the air. And I tip my cap to a kid like Austin Lee because after transferring from Utah, he became a stalwart in BYU's defensive backfield. I felt like he was overlooked at times for everything he did for the Cougars. And I think that he's uh, finally getting the opportunity to show, hey, I, can, I have the elite level athleticism that the NFL wants to see from guys. And here's hoping that he gets that opportunity to play in the NFL. I felt like at points during his BYU career, people overlooked what he was doing for the Cougars. He made up for a lot of mistakes of his teammates. Uh, just absolutely was the perfect kind of defensive stopper that BYU needed at the back end of their defense to make up for some other mistakes that his teammates may have made. He was making tackles, breaking up passes, coming up in run support. I feel like Austin Lee has the ability to play at the next level, and I'm hoping he gets his opportunity. And showing things like jumping 40 inches in your vertical, that's absolutely going to get you noticed by NFL scouts. Uh, this year with the NFL draft, it's going to be really interesting because without a lot of pro days happening or if I don't think, did any pro days actually Actually, happen nationwide. Maybe a few did before the um, before sports ground to a halt. Uh, the NFL has has been allowing uh, free agency and everything to play out, but they're not letting teams travel to pro days, etc., and host athletes uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So. This year's NFL draft will be interesting. You're going to need to uh, prove that what you can do on film matches up with the workouts you're showing to scouts or mailing out to scouts, emailing to scouts uh, every day, and that's the fun part about it. So a guy like Austin Lee showing good things as well, but there's other BYU former BYU players showing good things. Uh, Dave Strohstein down there in Pleasant Grove doing a great job as well preparing guys. He's had a bunch of former Utah college stars. We're talking guys from Utah State, University of Utah, Weber State. They've all been working out. Out with Dave Stroshine and a former defensive lineman from BYU, JJ and Wigway, of course, uh, tr- changed positions three times in his BYU career from offensive line to tight end and then to defensive end. Well, under Dave uh training, he ran a 47840 and benched the 225 pound bench press 32 times. That's pretty impressive to see something like that uh, showing that. Additionally, uh, Moroni Laulu Pututau recently jumped 35 and a half inches in the vertical and ran a 4640. Uh, according to Dave Stroshine, he also benched well. Uh, in a short amount of time from his progress, it's been unbelievable, was the quote uh, from Dave Stroshine. He's up to 17 total reps of the 225 pound bench. So, guys like Moroni Laulu Pututau, who has all the physical gifts in the world, a guy like JJ and Wigway, who has made multiple position changes will they get their do get their ability or the chance to show what they can do for NFL scouts I hope so because they're showing good numbers so far and it takes a team understanding what a player's been through and believing that, hey, this kid's got more to give uh, for them to take that opportunity to give them a chance at the NFL level. The nice part is is if guys like J.J. and Wigway and Austin Lee or Moroni, Laulu Pututau want to continue to play football and maybe the NFL doesn't come calling this year, well, the XFL has vowed it's going to be back next year, and it's proven it can get guys from that league into the NFL. That may be another option for these former BYU athletes if they want to keep the dream alive. A guy like Colby Pearson, who has never let the dream die, had a good uh, season, or about a half a season, I guess I should say, with the New York Guardians there in the XFL this past season. It hasn't translated to him getting an NFL look yet, but there have been multiple other XFL players who have gotten their opportunity to, to latch on with an NFL team. And some of these former BYU players who may not be high on draft boards currently, well, it could be an opportunity for them to go to the XFL and maybe make that jump from there if they can show out in that league. And it's just another opportunity, I think, for guys like this. Because like I said, this year's NFL draft is going to be really interesting. If you don't have a lot of tape on you, you have injury concerns, and a teams wary about not having you checked you out with their own doctors – It could mean that you get passed on by an NFL team this year. And it will be interesting to see if former Cougars get the uh, benefit of the doubt or if they just get kind of cast off due to the fact that they don't have a lot of extensive film on them. And it will be interesting to see where things shake out in that regard. But I'm rooting for all of these guys as they get ready for the NFL draft next month. And obviously the undrafted free agent window that happens immediately after the draft wraps up. All right, that'll do it for this first segment of the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about BYU football our quarterback goat bracket rolls on we're going to set the stage for our elite 8 voting in that we'll get to that here in just a second before we do that though a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really simple to do and a lot of you are still kind of adjusting to home life working from home I'm lucky enough I, I I maybe knock on wood in that regard that I get to go to a radio studio and work every day get out of the house but a lot of you are working from home and it comes with a new dynamic maybe you listened to this show when you were driving to and from work you were doing errands around the around town that you maybe aren't doing so much anymore but guess what you can still listen to this podcast and stay up to date with everything going on in BYU Sports News and all you've got to do is tell your smart device whether it's your smartphone or your smart speaker play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars pod podcast, and we'll be right there with you guys. It's really simple to do. You don't have to lift so much as a finger. All you got to do is tell that smart device, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and you'll by extension be the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys, we are down to the Elite Eight in our quarterback BYU GOAT bracket. The greatest of all time BYU quarterback is voted by you guys, the listeners. Uh, follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. That way you guys can participate in the voting for this. And we are down to the final eight quarterbacks in our 16 player bracket. Uh, in the Jim McMahon regional, we have number one seed Jim McMahon facing off against number three seed Taysom Hill. In the Robbie Bosco regional, we have number Number one seed, Robbie Bosco squaring off against number two seed, John Beck, moving over to the right side of the bracket. You can find this on social media. Number one seed, Ty Detmer will face off against number two seed, Mark Wilson. And then finally in the Steve Young bracket, number one seed, Steve Young faces off against number two seed, Max Hall. So a lot of chalk outside of the upset of Taysom Hill in the first round there. Well, we see some upsets in this. Well, it's up to you guys. You guys will get that opportunity to vote. We will do the voting for the, uh, for the Elite Eight over the next day or so. I'll put up the polls here in just a little bit. You guys can vote it, vote on your favorite players. A lot of people are telling me I should just skip ahead and go Ty Detmer versus Jim McMahon, but that's the fun of this bracket. If you guys feel like there's a better quarterback or a quarterback you favor, you have that opportunity to turn the tide and maybe vote them as an upset and move a guy like Taysom Hill into the Final Four, etc. I think this is going to be a fun format. Hopefully you guys are enjoying as much as I'm enjoying talking about it. I think we have eight great quarterbacks in the final eight here. A lot of people were upset that Steve Sarkeesian got upset in the first round. Some of them may be a little bit longer time BYU fans who have a little more perspective, but hey, if you guys can't, if you guys did not vote, it's, it's kind of the funny phrase about voting in p- politics as well. If you did not vote, you don't have a right to say anything. And I don't mean to to denigrate that. But if you guys aren't willing to participate in the process of voting in these quarterbacks, I don't want you guys complaining at me when your favorite quarterback doesn't pr- doesn't uh, move on in the bracket. It's really simple. All you got to do is one click on Twitter on the locked on Cougars Twitter feed and your vote is counted. It's really, really simple. So I think it's going to be a fun thing to do. I'm actually favoring all all the number one seeds to advance in this, but I'm still thinking guys like a Max Hall, a John Beck, even a Taysom Hill could spring an upset if enough people vote for them. Taysom Hill uh, surprised a lot of people with his win in the first round over Steve Sarkeesian, like I said. So this is your opportunity to weigh in and get your thoughts on where uh, the BYU best BYU quarterback, where he comes from, a guy like Jim McMahon who played way back in the 1970s and early 1980s, could a more recent guy like Max Hall, who's the winningest BYU quarterback in program history, do it? Does the superstardom in the NFL that Steve Young enjoyed push him over the top for you? We'll find out. And I think that's gonna be the fun part about this: is breaking down this bracket as we roll along here. So, like I said, update. one to pass along who the eight quarterbacks remaining in this bracket are. The voting on the Elite Eight will take place over the next day or two i'll put those polls up here shortly we'll do the left side of the bracket first followed by the right side we'll get to the final four have that voting and by the end of this week we should have who you guys believe is the best byu quarterback in program history right here on the locked on cougars podcast i'm excited to see who ultimately prevails atop the bracket from you guys the voters All right, coming up here in just a second, we're gonna stay with the BYU football vein of things, but college football by extension. One prominent voice believes that the NFL not the NFL season, the college football season is in peril due to the COVID nineteen Pandemic. We'll talk about that. What I think about it. We'll get to that in just a second here. Before we do that, though, uh, a request for you guys. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for some time, you've probably heard me talk about this. But if you haven't done so already, I would appreciate you guys leaving us a rating and review on the podcast and what you think of it. Especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, five star rating, as well as a sentence or two on the podcast in your review because it really does help get the word out about the podcast. It helps us find more. BYU fans and in turn BYU fans find us as well. We love talking BYU sports with you guys each and every day and you guys helping us out build the audience only enhances the opportunities we have to talk with more BYU players, coaches, administrators, legends, all those different things. So thank you guys in advance for taking the time to leave us a rating and review and helping us build that BYU community. If you're a college football fan like me, you know the name Kirk Herbstreit. Obviously, he works for ESPN and ABC calling the game of the week on Saturday evenings uh, there with uh, Chris Fowler. He's got a prominent, prominent voice in the college football uh, national perception, a guy who's talking to all kinds of people involved with the sport. We're talking commissioners of conferences, coaches, players, uh, people at the NCAA and their upper echelons of leadership. He is a connected, connected individual, and he uh, made some statements on ESPN radio late last week that said, quote, I'll be shocked if we have NFL football this fall, if we have college football. I'll be so surprised if that happens. He continued, quote, just because from what I understand, people that I listen to, to, you're 12 to 18 months from a coronavirus vaccine. I don't know you can let these guys go into locker rooms and let stadiums be filled up and how you can play ball. I just don't know how you can do it with the optics of it. He says that one other point here, quote, as much as I hate to say it, I think we're scratching the surface of where this thing's going to go, unquote. Now, that's really interesting. I... (laughs) I've been worried that coronavirus or the COVID-19 pandemic was going to affect sports, and it's affected sports, obviously. The NBA is still gunning to get back to playing and finishing out their season this summer. But, man, we just saw yesterday uh, President Trump extending the social distancing and the quarantine measures until April 30th. That means no sports until then, based on the way I understand things are going. And a guy like Kirk Herbstreit, like I said, he does not just go out there. He's not throwing stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. He's talking to people, and he believes that unless a vaccine is developed, there's no football. That's terrifying to me because he said that uh, Kirk said if he was the NFL commissioner in charge of the NCAA, he would shut it down ASAP, saying, quote, next thing you know, you've got a locker room full of guys who are sick, and that's on your watch. I wouldn't want to have that. Well, here's the thing. I get what Kirk Herbstreet's saying. There's a liability concern for college football programs or NFL franchises, et cetera, if they were to allow players to go back onto the field and then all of them get sick, maybe a couple of them, based on the statistics, do die, just because that's how we're looking at things with the COVID-19 pandemic. The mortality rate, there's absolutely people that are going to die from it, and they have been dying from it. It's been awful. But he's making the point here that he feels like you can't uh, afford to have players go out on the field he also later said quote you don't all of a sudden come up and come up with something in july or august and say okay we're good to go and turn them loose unquote that's that's that that's a legit concern. And then you also have reports from this past weekend that Sports Business Journal, uh, John Orend and his team over there, the Sports Business Journal, uh, they are saying that there have been their sources are saying that NFL or I mean, college football teams are looking into moving the season into July because at that point, they feel like the COVID-19, the, the virus, it won't be as active or it'll be uh, effectively dormant in a way, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Kind of what the flu does during the summer months where it's too warm for it to survive, etc., you're playing college football games around this country in July. It is going to be blazing hot. Anybody who lives here in Utah, you live around the country, you know how hot it gets when you, wherever you live in this country in July. Even when it, late August when college football kicks off, we're talking about just temperatures in the hundreds still. There are games down there in Arizona. BYU is scheduled to play at Arizona State in week three of this season. I will be surprised if that game kicks off anytime before 8.30 p.m. local time. They're in Tempe because it's just so blazing hot and you want to move games into July. we well, you going to play all night games. You're going to have people staying up till midnight to watch uh, these games play out. I don't know, but that just seems like a, a one idea that's being floated out there by college administrators, etc. And I'm not sure that it's the right approach to take. I think we should all pray and hope that the COVID-19 pandemic, it, it dies down over the next month or so. The NBA and MLB get their seasons going. And by extension, then the NFL and the college football seasons can fall shortly thereafter. I need sports back in my life. Any of you listening to this, I'm assuming you're a sports fan and you want uh, sports to be back in your life as well. Well, guess what? That's what we are hoping for. That's what we're going to pray for, and we're going to hope that uh, that it plays out the way that we're all hoping it does. Because I don't know if we can go 18 months without sports. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't sit at home for 18 months when I'm not working at the radio station and also do sports radio for 18 months without actual sports being played. Man, it just seems it's a very bleak picture that uh, is being painted here by a guy like Kirk Herbstreet. And I don't find Herbie to be a guy who is a cynical uh, guy who wants to really just be like, ha ha, there's no college football. He draws his money, his paycheck from calling football games and being one of the best analysts of the sport. So I understand that he's not out there trying to be like, you know what, we're not playing sports and I'm going to benefit from it. He's not benef- benefiting from it. Nobody's benefiting from the fact that no sports are being played. The economy is going into the tank if you listen to most of the metrics. so. Uh, it- Especially in sports economy. The sports economy, absolutely. There are people saying that if there were no college football season this year, we're talking multiple college athletic departments could be facing layoffs, mass layoffs, because of the lack of money coming in to the departments because they're stretched so, so thin currently that they wouldn't have the money to continue operating. That's a conversation for another day that some of these athletic departments maybe could use that haircut to use that terminology uh, to maybe figure out, hey, where can we be more sustainable? Because there are far too many athletic departments that are operating in the red and thinking it's going to just roll on. And this could be the wake-up call that's been coming for him. Because a guy like Kirk Herbstreet, like I said, he is not a cynical dude that I understand. Maybe he is in his personal life, and I, I don't know about that. But he seems like a guy who's pretty well-reasoned at talking with people who are real connected, really understand what's going on with the sport. And when he's saying that the call football season is in peril well I think we all may need to listen a little bit closer because as much as I hate to say it I have my own concerns about sports returning and at at minimum if sports do return I'm guessing it's not with fans until a, a Vaccine is developed for COVID nineteen. I just don't think you can put that many people in a confined space, and I think you know what we'll be okay. I don't think you can do that. Maybe I'm wrong in that regard, but you still have to be very, very careful uh, with this pandemic. You can't afford to have the have another run of the of the pandemic of, of the virus going crazy through the general population around the world, and you can't have it start because of a sporting event. That would just be bad optics. It would put all kinds of liability concerns on whichever team or college program is involved in that i know there are leagues like the belarusian super league the soccer league over there in belarus in eastern europe that is still playing and they have a dictator president who said that well farming and the tractor will cure all viruses okay you can say that all you want but It's very concerning, and I I feel feel like a guy like Kirk Herbstreet, he's not just out there blowing smoke to blow, blow smoke for smoke's sake. He's not going to do that. Let's hope that he's wrong. Let's hope that we have college football this fall. Let's hope that we have the NBA and the MLB back in action shortly, MLS, etc. And that way the NFL and college football seasons can, sh- sh- can come this fall and kind of get us back on track a little bit because I feel like a lot of us, and maybe I'm just the only one here, feels really thrown off by all of this. Maybe I'm wrong. Feel free to weigh in with your thoughts. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cougars. Drop us a note via email. byu at gmail.com. Love to get your guys' thoughts. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, if I didn't mention that already as well. So feel free to weigh in. Let us know what you guys are thinking, how you're feeling, how you're coping with the work from home uh, strategy you've got going on, whatever you're doing to be successful. Love to help build your build your guys's brand or product. If you need some help advertising, let us know. We're happy to help you guys out. That'll do it for this Monday edition of the show. Hopefully, you guys are all doing well, regardless of whatever circumstance you find yourself in. But if you do need help, reach out. Let us know here on Locked On Cougars. Let your family and friends know. There are people who stand ready to help people, but you have to make sure that, hey, you, people know that you need that help and I think that's something that we all struggle with as human beings but if there's something we can help out with feel free to reach out I'm happy to help out in any way, way shape or form that I can alright we will talk to you guys on a Tuesday enjoy what, enjoy whatever's left of your Monday and we will talk to you soon this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 30th 2020 we will talk to you tomorrow